Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am so excited to introduce one of my new friends. Uh, we met at a conference just a few weeks ago, the You Got This conference, and uh, it was such a pleasure. We served on a panel together. My guest today is Dr. Rochelle Matthews Somerville. And Rochelle, when she opened her mouth and said something on the panel, like everybody looked up. You know, have you ever been in a, in a like done a <laughs> workshop? Like, and you look at like everybody looks up when she spoke. And I go, this is a woman that not only has things to share, but she shares with wisdom and everybody noticed it. So I, I said, oh, I would love to have her on the podcast. And Rochelle had time to do that. So thank you. I so, so appreciate being here. Vicky. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. So, so would you tell us a little bit about yourself and your homeschool journey? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I am a wife and I am a mama of six boisterous kids, mm. all, all very, very different. Um, I have been homeschooling for almost 15 years now. And so I've had awesome. a long journey in this yes. homeschool world. Um, <laughs> my kids, we actually graduated my oldest last year in the 2021 um, year. And Congratulations. So he's now, thank you. Um, that was our biggest accomplishment. They didn't know that we could make it, but he was homeschooled <laughs> all the way through. Um, and now he's entering his sophomore year at the, at the University of Maryland, awesome. um, Baltimore County, as a mechanical engineer. So we're super proud of that accomplishment. Awesome. Um, I respect anybody that can do math. <laughs> exactly. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Um, and then we have um, going down. We only have one girl. So we have five boys and one girl. Um, then we have a 16-year-old, which is our only girl, um, going to the 11th grade. We have twins that are 13, going to the 8th grade. Then we have a 10-year-old and a seven-year-old. So we have some longevity in this homeschooling. You, you're going to be homeschooling <laughs> a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, I, I, I didn't necessarily know that I wanted to homeschool. Um, but what I knew was that I loved learning. Right. Mm. And so I was not homeschooled. However, I had very intimate and passionate and positive um, images and memories of me schooling. My mother was mm. a teacher. Mm. Um, and what I remember is my childhood. I just love learning. Like we learned, it wasn't about school at all. And um, we took trips, we learned, we went to church, we learned. I mean, everything was about learning. Mm -hmm. And so what I, what I grew up with is a positive understanding and idea of learning. And so I knew that that is just what we did. And so that's what I wanted for my children. I wanted them to have that positive image. So then fast forward, my son was actually born two weeks after I received my doctorate degree. Oh so, my goodness. Absolutely. And um, that, that was kind of the blessing and all that. I defended my doctorate right before he was born. <laughs> And so, um, you know, as he grew up, we had all these rich learning experiences. We went out in the community, we, went, we played in the grass, I mean, just all these things. And so, um, and at that, that point, I was working at the university and um, we a very flexible schedule. And he spent a lot of time with his grandparents mm. and it was time for him to go to school. And um, what I didn't want was for him to stop loving learning. Yes. Right? And I didn't want it to be shoved in the box. I didn't want his yeah. learning to be tamed. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me 
made me nervous about the school system, mm-hmm. right? Because what he had learned so far wasn't necessarily um, systematically appropriate for his age, what we uh, considered, you know, for a kindergartner to be ready, you know, it was yeah. just, he learned, you know, if it was a piece of calculus, he learned it was, that's what it was. If he mm-hmm. learned a piece of social studies that was typical for sixth grade, that's what he learned. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I decided to homeschool, I wasn't running away from anything. Mm-hmm. I always tell people I was running to something. I was running for the ability to just be free, you know, yeah. with just learning. Um, yeah. And it was the most exciting time in the world. It was very eclectic. Um, we played through kindergarten. It was the mm-hmm. best experience mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, my whole family was sold, but they were skeptical that any learning was happening. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, it looked very different. You know, um, I, I still worked full time and I worked. I came home at three. We ate dinner. We went, we did a little school for an hour, hour and a half, right? And mm-hmm. so his school was at night. He never questioned it. Uh, fast forward, I worked until the, um, I had number five, worked full time. <laughs> and then I said, wait a minute, this is too much. And you went with twins. Had, you were, you were right. still, so, yes. I, well, I this was that. after the twins. This is wow. after the twins. So the number five, right? Wow. And so um, some people call me nuts. I no, you're not nuts. You were running towards <laughs> something. Yes. I was running towards the flexibility to just love learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward, I mean, I have had all kinds of experiences at this point. Um, right now, I I am a full-time consultant with um, HSLDA, Homeschool Legal Defense Association, mm-hmm. where I'm the team leader of the special needs educational consultants. I have my own company where I am an educational consultant, and um, I have been a mentor teacher. I Mm -hmm. pour into the community and I am a director for classical conversations, which is our homeschool group. I mean, uh everything I do is just pouring into people. I say, this is God's mission field and I am all over it. I am all over. I am a vessel in the mission field and I am loving every single minute of it, Vicki, every minute of it. And that's, that's why, I mean, just, and you can hear your wisdom and your confidence and your joy (laughs) and how you're sharing. Okay. So one of the things I really appreciated is your expertise is like uh, when you were sharing in our panel, I don't even remember what you said, but I said, this is a woman who knows her stuff. But uh, so I went to your website after the conference and so it's EFM educational consult, education.com, EFM education.com. Yes. And, uh, that like if you have a child that you are curious whether there's some learning disabilities or, or differences and you want some advice some consultation resources classes like <laughs> like online or especially southern maryland also like this like her website is full of richness and wisdom. So our HSLDA friends all have access to you, like as part of the membership, but also everybody can look at that website and go like, this is a woman we can trust with her expertise. If I ask, ask a question, I'm going to get some good information. So, yes. Yeah. So anyway, I guess that was an obvious segue to how, how did you get connected with HSLDA? How did you decide to start your business and, um, and what do you do? Sure. So this was kind of, this is kind of eclectic. Um, my mother, um, who 
was uh, she worked at Gallaudet University, which oh. is the school for the deaf. Yeah. Um, this is what she did as a career. And so I basically grew up um, at the university. Mm-hmm. And so disabilities were normal for me. You yeah. know, I never saw it as something different. And so naturally I took that on. So my background is in special education. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all three of my degrees are in special education. They're slightly different. Um, my undergraduate is, is in early childhood special education. And then mm-hmm. I just met some phenomenal people that, and I, and my thirst for knowledge to understand more, mm-hmm. it just grew. And so then for my master's, I got a specialty in autism. At the oh, time, there were only wow. three schools that had a program in autism. And so I went to the University of Kansas Mm -hmm. and I got a degree in um, autism, Asperger's syndrome and behavior disorders, right? Wonderful. But but when I came home, I felt like I had a lot of knowledge in uh, working with students with higher functioning autism. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of, of, of strategies in my tool belt, but then when I came back to work clinically and professionally, mm-hmm. um, and when I was working with students that were nonverbal, that wasn't my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I need more knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so naturally I went back to school mm-hmm. um, to fill that little niche. And this is where I ended up at University of Nebraska did my doctorate. And I focused on nonverbal learners um, mm-hmm. and, and those that communicate without verbal means. Mm. Um, And I got my degree in psychological and cultural studies that focused on um, those that communicate differently. And so when I came back, I felt like I could support all learners. Um, And so pairing that with my mother and her degree and her background, her passion was always to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. And of course, with her passion and my expertise mm-hmm. and my passion, we decided to form a company called EFM Educational Consultants. Um, and this is what you were just talking uh, about. And it was really to pour in and support the community. And um, we've done just that. Um, yeah. And so down here in Southern Maryland, um, as I was as I was supporting a lot of families, what I realized is, as I was trying to help them find supports, there wasn't a lot of supports. And the supports that I could find, what I realized was that when I did find supports, they were they were basically secluded supports. So if I could yes. find a support for students with a special need, they were they were kind of all a, a group here for just kids with special needs. Yes. And so it was. Wasn't simulating real life because kids mm-hmm. and individuals and teens and grownups and adults mm-hmm. with special needs, they are literally fully included into our society. Yes. And so I said, okay, I'm gonna be a change maker here. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. step out on faith. Yes. And so what I did was I created small groups and programs and just community supports that included students with special needs, but it included non-disabled students because mm-hmm. that's my heart. And I've mm-hmm. raised my children literally to embrace everybody, embrace mm-hmm. differences. God made mm-hmm. us different for a reason. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. all have a role in a place. Mm-hmm. And so um, we do community, di- we do different things. So I may rent out a library and do an activity in the library and mm-hmm. everybody is included. Students with disability, their siblings, everybody's included all ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may go to the library and you know, what I love most is that it it gives these families a feeling of knowing that they belong here too. Come out of your house, yes. you belong. Yes. You know, and and you know, sometimes you would see the families kind of be really reserved and sit in the corner. Mm-hmm. And when their kid would move, they would kind of jump. And I was like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. This is your space. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'd walk up and their kid would take something. I'd say, nope. That's fine. This is their space. You know, this is a teachable moment. And just to see the relief 
on the parent's face was enough to just make me cry. But that's what this was designed for. It was literally to show the families that this is your space too, and you are welcome Mm -hmm. and included. So this is how EFM was, was developed. And, and slowly, um, and slowly we have extended to um, classes. Mm-hmm. So some of the classes are virtual mm-hmm. um, and, and only because we reach a larger area. Yeah. And with the virtual, like for example, right currently we're doing SAT prep. Um, we do um, some services uh, where we subcontract to do therapies. Uh, we do assessments um, oh, for, for students with special needs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we do homeschool planning. You know, for moms that yes. are just looking for a little bit of support. I don't know what yes. to do. I'm just getting started. Consultations, lots mm-hmm. of encouragement. Some families just need that encouragement to say, mm-hmm. you can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have math classes. I particularly teach math classes. And again, my goal is I keep them small. You know why? Because those students with special needs are in these classes. Yeah. Are in these classes. So I keep them yes. authentically authentically small. Yes. And not only that, you know, I have a little passion for this. My passion runs a little deeper because of my six, I also have three neurodivergent students. There you go. So you so got there you go. <laughs> That's my little I, yeah. So I do have a little, I do have a little personal investment in this yeah. too, but um, that's, it takes a lot. Yeah. Then that's authentic. You know, like you it are is. investing in a community that you know, personally. Absolutely. Yeah. So families who have questions, like I'm trying to plan my homeschool year, but I have a child who learns differently or is neurodivergent and they can just say, Hey, I'm contacting EFM education and Absolutely. connect with Rochelle. Yeah. Um, and and uh, get some encouragement and guidance. Like, this is so encouraging. This, because we have somebody who is trained and expert, experienced, and also a real life mom who understands. So I just so absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes it's sometimes it's just they don't know where to find the resources. Yeah. I am also I, I am also a mecca of resources, you know. Mm. Um sometimes families just don't know where to go to find resources. Yeah. Um not not every I can't necessarily list every resource, but I can get moms on the right path. Or I can get dads on the right path. Yeah. You know, try this. Sometimes they just don't know. When we leave the school system, mm. it seems that the school system a lot of time has everything that they bring to them. And yeah. when you homeschool, you have to go and bring them to you. Right. Yes. And it's yes. like, okay, so I don't even know where to start. And, I, mm-hmm. and I've given those suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um and I I I am I feel so blessed being able to um to even be a resource. I remember, um, you know, when sometimes families come to me and you're not always supported as a homeschool. Not everybody Mm. believes that kids should be homeschooled. And so I didn't necessarily get that because I, um, I didn't necessarily get that because my family was always supportive of everything I did. But when I first started homeschooling, what I would always hear was, well, you wasted all that time in school. You you're wasting your PhD. And my standard response was always, I don't understand how you can waste your your time yeah. on your biggest investments. Yeah. That's what I always say. Like my kids are my biggest investment. So how can I waste the best of me on what's most important to me? So that didn't even make sense to me. And I tell mm-hmm. parents all the time when people say things like that, you know, you tell them, how can you not give the best of you? You know, yeah. they may be experts in the curriculum, but you are experts in your children. Yes. Right. Nobody knows your children like yes. you and yeah. nobody's invested in your children like you. So you know, um, 
I, I, the whole thing is just a blessing. So to, to yeah. be a resource is such a blessing. So I just keep adding resources to my website and, yeah. and I, 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 I try to be a blessing as much as I can. And it is a, it is a resource rich website. That's for sure. Well, you know, Ursula, I'm listening to you talk and I, I, one of the things I'd love to do with the show notes is I do little Instagram memes embedded, you know, for, with quotes from our talk and I keep coming up with, okay, uh, that's, that's a meme. That's a meme. That's a meme. <laughs> so it's, and it really is like, like the, our children are our richest investment. You're not wasting anything investing Absolutely. in these kids. No, none of your own education or career. Like our kids are God's greatest gift to us. So I really appreciate that. So Absolutely. tell me, tell me how you got connected with HSLDA. I, I you know, um, if anybody knows when Mr. James, who is, oh, yes, <laughs> yes, that, that is like a homeschool name here in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So Lanissa James, she runs a, um, a, a major co-op mm-hmm. down here in HSLDA, um, not HSL, I'm sorry, here in um, Maryland. And mm-hmm. she is actually at this point, um, she's the person who we go to for oversight. Yes. But back, but but a little before she even created the oversight, um, our families actually have basically grown up together. Oh. And um, she got into HSLDA before me, uh-huh. and I was already. Um, oh man, we go we go back a, a, a ways. Um, I've been into class. I've been in classical conversation for about fourteen years. Oh yeah. And at that time, she was in classical conversations with me, uh-huh. and we were also in the same co-op. Uh-huh. Um, our, our girls were in gymnastics together. And so mm-hmm. we've kind of ran the same circles and become like sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our families are very, very close. And so when she um, began working at HSLDA, she says, listen, you're already a homeschool leader. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come on over? We need somebody for special needs. Mm-hmm. And I said, wait, I don't have time, <laughs> you know, to make a long story short. She's like, you're already doing it. You can bless some more people. And so she was my segue into HSLDA and it has been nothing more than a blessing because that just Mm -hmm. means I get to reach more people, Yeah, you know? So that was kind of my segue into HSLDA. I I got a kick out of meeting Lanissa. Like she's another like powerhouse of a woman walks into a room and she just like owns the room and is so gracious, but powerful woman. Oh, it was, it was just a delight. So I I just meet the coolest people. I just thank God for all the opportunities that I get to meet awesome folks. So, all right. So, yeah, I, I want to know if, if you met a mom who is just starting to homeschool a, a young person with some neurodivergent qualities, as a mom and an educational psychologist, what would be a tip or two that you would share with her? Um, first, um, I love to just process um, with the mom. I love to start off the conversation with, tell me about your kid. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times parents are like, well, you know, he or she is behind. They can't do this. They can't do that. And I'm like, that's great. All the things that they, you know, they can't do that. I mean, that, I mean, that is important to get to, mm-hmm. but no, nope. tell me about your kid. Is he funny? You know, does he, yeah. you know, what, what does he like? Yes. You know, let's talk about just your kid. 
Mm-hmm. Outside of all the, the things that are obvious mm-hmm. that he struggled with, what about your kid? You know, mm-hmm. let's focus on the important things. Why mm-hmm. do you even consider homeschooling? Mm-hmm. What is unique and special about your kid? Let's take off all these things and just talk about your kid, right? Mm-hmm. And then why do you even want to homeschool? What are your goals? What are your personal goals for this particular kid, right? And kind mm-hmm. of reset. You have to reset and focus before you can even begin to plan. And once you do that, you realize, wait a minute, I do know this kid and I can do this. Yeah. Because if you only focus on remediating, Mm -hmm. you forget that you're bringing lots of strengths to the table. If this kid is funny, let's work from that strength. Yes. If this kid likes you know, um, anything, if this kid knows alphabets, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter what the age is. If this kid likes mm-hmm. words, if this mm-hmm. kid's likes, you know, whatever the strength is, this kid has is bringing to the table. If this kid is a good artist, mm-hmm. doesn't matter if this kid is not reading mm-hmm. by the third grade, doesn't matter mm-hmm. because we can work on those strengths. We can mm-hmm. take that funny personality mm-hmm. and we can work through all these other things. Um, mm-hmm. There is a place for everybody. Yeah. There is a skill set that you can shape. Um, yeah. You know, when discouraged parents say, well, I don't think he's ever going to get a job. No, nope, mm-hmm. I'm not claiming that. Amen. There is something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Do you realize that there are jobs that we as society look down on, but if they did not happen, this place will be a mess. That's the truth. That yes, is the truth. Absolutely. And every job is gracious it's and valuable in God's absolutely eyes. Absolutely. Yes. And necessary. Yes. Necessary. If yes. the trash man didn't go up and down mm-hmm. the street, if the mailman didn't go up and down the street, mm-hmm. if the person did not stock the shelves, did not stack the books correctly, yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, this world would be total chaos. But we yes. have every, every little bit counts. Yes. Some require you to interact with people. Some require you to never talk to a person. So you really just have to just process what your child's strengths and weaknesses are and figure out where they belong. You can find a job where they never have to talk to anybody. Your kid's not a communicator. It doesn't matter. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's figure it out. So a lot of it is just figuring out what your child's strengths and weaknesses are. And then what, what, what does that mean? Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Not yeah. everybody has to be a rocket science to have a place in society Amen. that where they are a, where they are an independent mm-hmm. and functional, functional person. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a job. We just have to figure out what it is and what we need to get them to that space. Amen. Now see, everybody knows now why you need to work with Dr. <laughs> Rochelle Matthew Somerville. All right. So, I mean, that was just the most perfect segue to how do people connect with you, Rochelle? Absolutely. Well, of course, you can go on my website, as Vicki said, and you can get there at uh, www.efmeducation.com, or you can contact me uh, via email at info at mm. Education.com, mm. or you can contact me directly at 240-528-0867. That's so wonderful. And for our HSLDA friends, they can look for you there, right? They can yes. absolutely, mm-hmm. they can absolutely email. Um, they can email at um, special needs at HSLDA.com. Yeah. So that's thank you for serving your community and believing in our young people and believing in the parents that Absolutely. are raising those young people that everyone has a place 
I really, really appreciate that. So, well, thank you for spending time with us. And I just, I so love people who are expert in what they do and who are serving the community and our homeschool moms too. That's just Yay. the coolest thing. Well, thank you so much, Vicki, for having me. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have to talk again sometime. Absolutely. So thank you so much. Well, this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We will see you next week.